Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want. Hi, I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in and find out how you can start doing what you love to do too, in slow, easy steps each week. See you there. Welcome back, Savvy Souls. So today I want to talk about a topic I'm really passionate about, which is the sacred practice of listening to yourself. I think this is key to absolutely everything else I'll be talking about on this podcast. And it's something that's so foreign to so many of us. So I want to flip on its head the idea that so many of my clients and the people I run into believe, and I used to believe myself, and that is that paying attention to our deepest wants, the things we most want to do, is somehow selfish. So I just want to warn y'all, my former lawyer brains in high gear, because it's so important to me to make a convincing case to you for the opposite, for the opposite of the view that what you want is selfish. So I'm going to do my best to marshal all the evidence to persuade you otherwise. Why? Because this is honestly the most important idea I want to instill in your brain. So I'm going to be speaking about this over and over again in this podcast because if you don't really take this idea in, consider it, be open to it, and absorb it, it will limit the speed at which you're able to move forward, and it may prevent you from moving forward to create what you want in your life at all. So why is this idea that what I want to do is selfish so instilled in all of us? I know for the women who are listening, we are taught as women to deny what we want. We're taught that how we're good is to serve other people, to be a good mother, to be a good daughter, to be a good wife, to show up and serve the community. We're taught to think about other people all the time. But, you know, I also believe this is something that's very true for men and manifests in a different way. I remember a few years ago, I attended one of Martha Beck's uh, retreats. And in the audience, I think there were about 120 people, only seven or eight of which were men. And, you know, what I really learned there and from working with so many men for decades in the past was that men too, in their own different way, were denying what was truly important to them. They were all about not being allowed to feel their feelings, not being allowed to dive in to see what they really want, but all that burden of taking care of their families and, you know, the buck stops here and I have to be tough. All of that also, I think, serve equally for the men in, 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 that are listening here today to deny 
what you want. So there are social factors that are affecting all of us and causing all of us to buy into this idea that we need to deny what we want and kind of use the word should all the time you know, live our life according to the shoulds, what we think we should be doing. And so what we do is we silence our inner voice. We learn to skip over it. I remember I did that myself for so long that when I saw a therapist after my marriage broke up, I, my, my psychologist had trouble getting me to even identify something that was important to me. And when she would kind of hear it between the lines and mention it, my brain would just skip over it and want to go to the next thing. And she'd say, Heather, you're doing it again. So, you know, it's true for all of us until we're taught to really value what we want and honor it. It's very, very hard to do. But here's the deal. If we skip over what we want, if we push it away, if we deny it, we deprive ourselves of deep wisdom that's inside all of us, that's telling us what we could be doing, what we're meant to do, what we could be contributing to the world. So we have this practice, we do what we're told. We start out listening to our parents, and then as we get older and we move away, you know, then it becomes our bosses or our spouses or our teachers or spiritual guides or our friends, like all of those people. And when, instead of listening to our inner voice, we listen to what they're telling us. We start substituting their voice for our parents' voice. We're always finding a voice that's not ours to listen to and decide what we ought to be doing. So why are we so convinced that what we actually want is selfish? And I think, you know, I alluded this to this earlier, but you know, we have this drive to be good, the drive to you know, comply, the drive to please other people, I think is, is the biggest motivating factor. But here's what really happens. I want to talk about a former client of mine. She was somebody who was very successful. She was very high up in a corporation. She had a lot of responsibility and um, she was doing amazing things for her company. But she came to me feeling very sad because she had really cut out all of her personal wants and desires from her life, not only just because of the many, many hours she was spending in her job every week, but then the small amount of time she did have for herself, she really felt obligated to spend all that time doing things that her husband liked to do because she felt very guilty about her work hours and she really felt that she needed to show up for him 100% in her spare time. So she never um, did any painting or art in her spare time, which was had always been a love of hers. She always said no when her friends wanted to go away and go camping. 
um, again, because she wanted to spend time making her marriage good and doing what she thought she should be doing as a good wife. But the problem with her doing that, the problem with her denying what she really wanted to do, what would really nourish her soul and really make her feel energized was that when she did things with her husband, although she did them willingly, you know, on the surface, there was a part of her inside that really felt um, denied. And so she would feel kind of resentful. And when she did things with him, she would be kind of carrying this silent resentment. And, you know, that, of course, would show up kind of in her interactions with her inability to really enjoy the activities she did with him. And the other way it showed up for her is when she would go into work, work would seem very overwhelming. She hadn't nourished herself. And so it took her a very long time to do things. Her office was in disarray. She had stuff on her to-do list that was over a year old. And the reason for that um, wasn't because she wasn't spending enough time in her office. It was because she wasn't being efficient while she was there because she wasn't ever taking the time to nourish herself. So let me give you another example. Suppose that you're a young parent and you again are working a full-time job and you get home and you want to spend all your spare time with the kids, but there's a part of you that is just dying to convey some of your wisdom to the world. There's a part of you that really, really wants to write a book, but you, you just feel like you can't do that. You need to spend your time with your kids. And at the end of the day, it's just like my client, you show up a little bit resentfully, not always full of passion when you're spending time with them. And you're denying yourself this thing that is fundamental and important to you. And by just assuming that what you want isn't important, you're depriving the world of the wisdom that you could be offering. You're depriving your soul of its truest expression. Uh, and you're showing up in, in, in this life in, in a lesser way than you could be. And that's why so many people I know back when I was a international tax lawyer and I was working on big deals all the time, there were so many of us who were operating in this self-denying kind of way, ignoring what we wanted and ultimately waking up in the morning and just saying to ourselves, you know, is this all there is? I had expected, you know, to feel so happy. I'm successful. I'm doing amazing things. My work is interesting, but I just feel flat. I just feel empty. And so many people I know are waiting until they retire 
And then people, when they retire, you know, if we apply the same way of thinking, then we always find reasons again to deny what we want and do what other people want. And, you know, the ultimate result is, you know, we near the end and we look back at our life with huge regret. And that's what I so don't want to have happen to you. I want to give you all the tools and resources in this podcast to think differently in a more life-affirming way so you can go forward and honor what's inside you. So here's an alternative thought. Here's an alternative way of thinking about this whole issue. You could pick up on my idea that what you want is an indication of what's really important for you to do, that it's kind of your calling. It's that if you are doing things that you don't want to do and you're filled with that resentment, that's your body telling you that you're off track. So I like to think of, you know, if there's something that keeps coming up for me that I have a yearning to do that I want to do, that is information. It's important information about the things I really need to be doing that will fill me up, that will make me feel purposeful, that will help me feel that deep satisfaction and enjoyment of all that life has to offer me. I think that doing what you want, if listening to your desires is really a sacred practice because it's your soul speaking to you. And sacrificing yourself by denying what you want doesn't serve you. And like we spoke about before, I don't think it serves anybody else. In fact, doing what you want is the best way you can show up for other people. Just like my client that I was speaking about earlier, once she realized how her behavior was affecting how she even showed up when she was with her husband, just giving herself a small amount of time to do some of the things that she loved to do, to connect with her friends, to paint, to do some of those things, not only did her relationship improve, but she cleared off her desk, she got things done, and she was promoted. So I think that doing what we want is a sacred practice. Now, I've promised to offer you one small step in every podcast to help you shift your life in the direction you want. I don't want listening to me just to be an intellectual exercise. I know a lot of the people who are drawn to me are in their heads. You guys are smart, smart people. You're logical, you're rational. Um, and so you can overthink things. So what I want to do is break down transformation for you into bite-sized pieces. 
it's the small steps that will add up over time to the biggest transformation. So let's take it slow and easy. So this week, what I'd like you to ask yourself is what three things would I do this year if there were no constraints at all? If there was nothing I had to do, if no one was pressuring me, if no one needed me to do something for them, if I could just hear what I'm yearning to do, what have I been denying myself? So what you to do is take your favorite journal or just a scrap of paper or whatever works for you, get a pen and some form of paper and write about this. Don't do it on your computer. Don't do it in a voice, re voice recorder. Write about it and write about it every day. Just let the pen hit the paper and see what comes out. There's a bit of a magical process that happens when you use pen and paper instead of typing. Your brain, a different part of your brain comes out. And this is how you will start the sacred practice of listening to yourself, which will be such an important building block for you to take forward and head your life in a new direction. So if you enjoyed the podcast today, I'm hoping that you will subscribe so you never miss another one. And if you really enjoyed what you heard, it would be amazing if you would give me a review. And for these first few weeks, just to create a bit of excitement and have a bit of fun, because I'm all about that, anyone who gives me a review and sends me a, a screenshot of the review, I'm going to enter you into a draw for a free dream analysis session with me. I'm going to draw one free session every week. And I really love dream sessions because they're a way of, again, moving that rational, logical brain out of the way and taking information from inside you. And it's super fun. It's super easy. And um, write a review and get entered into the draw. So I will see you all next week. Have a great week and do a bunch of things that you love to do. Listen to what you want. It's the best way to not be selfish. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want. <laughs>